1: Today's episode of 77 Minutes is transatlantic. We have the Vorkarov Trio, podcast trio from Slovenia. Luka, can you? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go around and introduce everyone. Luka.
2: Hey, I'm Luka Stacin. I'm one third of the most popular bi- basketball podcast in Slovenia.
3: Matija. Hey, my name is Matija Kosmac. And Tivlin.
2: Hi,
4: my name is uh, Tila Amut, and today we're going to talk a lot about Dallas, which we usually don't do during our podcast.
1: Nice. How was my pronunciation of y'all's podcast? It was great. It was good. <laughs> we're, uh, we're doing our best over here in, in, in Dallas. So anyway, it's a fun <laughs> episode. We're excited uh, to, uh, to have uh, my friends from Slovenia on, and uh, enjoy the episode. Son of Slovenia, cool.
3: He scores the ball, and he rebounds well. Don't fight the future, honey. Don't fight the future. The future is Luca. The timing sucks, because the maps are ass. But did you see his Lola pass? Whoa! 77 minutes in heaven.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Direct TV Stream. Get your TV together with the best of live and on demand. Learn more at DirectTV.com. Welcome to 77 Minutes, a Dallas Mavericks podcast, part of the Athletic Podcast Network. We've got a, we've got a special pod today. Oh, I'm Tim Cato. I should introduce myself. I'm, uh, I, am the, I am the podcasting um, novice rookie, I think, on, on this podcast because uh, we have uh, three other podcasters. We've got uh, three Slovenian friends of mine we got Luka, Mattia, and Thielen. Uh these are, these are guys that I met in Slovenia when I was in Slovenia a couple of years ago. What I've heard is they run pretty much the most popular Slovenian podcast out there. And they focus on on, on basketball and um, you know a good, good amount of Luka Doncic, as, as you might expect, uh, and all that fun stuff. So how are you guys doing? How is everyone?
2: Hey, hey, Tim.
3: Hey, Tim. Nice to see you.
2: Yeah, you guys as well. Hi, it's been a long time, right? Yeah, Since we drank bit. all those beers and ate all the, <laughs> the kilos Old of Cevapi. meat, oh man, yeah, Cevapi and everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're. Where what was the restaurant name that you guys took me to? I'm. I'm blinking.
3: Das ist Walter. Das
1: there it is. Yeah, yeah. I just. Yeah. I just remember there was. Uh, there was a lot of meat. There was a lot of beer. There was a lot of <laughs> potatoes. Um, there was a lot of. A uh, lot of fun had, and so that was that was a great evening in Slovenia for me, and. Uh, and yeah, I was supposed to make it back over last summer, but I did not plan for uh, certain things that have happened to the world, which you uh, might have, might, you guys might have heard of. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully, hopefully next year, if uh, if uh, is is what I am hoping for, is that I am going to be back over you because Slovenia is just a beautiful country. But it's also a beautiful country that produced Luka Doncic, of course. So I just figured we'd hop on. Let's talk some Slovenia. Let's talk, you know, let's start with the let's start with the Olympics run and just. You know what? Did, how did you guys watch it? Uh, how was the country reacting to Luca doing what he did during that Olympics run for the national team? Um, and what were just overall impressions about you know the way the way it you know very sadly close in a, in a very close game ended in the quarter uh, in the semifinals. You know, just just curious what what you know as as three Slovenians what that represented to you guys and 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 what you took from it.
2: Well, first of all, the hours weren't uh, that great for Slovenian basketball fans. That's true. As uh, the Olympics were in Tokyo, so that meant that we had to get up early once again today. The I mean, the NBA season is starting now, so it's it's just. I mean, we have to we have to wake up at three a.m. in the morning. Almost, I don't know what two, three times a week. And it didn't help that the Olympics were in Tokyo. But uh, I think that Slo- in Slovenia, the, the vibe was like the basketball players are the main stars. We had some Olympic medals, gold medals, and it was really great. But the Olympic basketball team um, headlined by Luka was was really something special. And we thought that the fairy tale is writing itself but yeah we were a few few centimeters few inches away from uh beating france and yeah i mean luca was the man as you all saw it a lot of american spectators were um like on twitter were contacting us and everything and uh, it was really nice. A bit of a heartbreaker, but it was a really nice experience seeing Slovenia um, in a basketball Olympic tournament for the first time ever.
1: Matija, or Tila? Yeah,
4: Tila, t- go ahead. Actually, actually one, of the, one of the highlights was that we even got it to the Olympics. You know, we were playing the in in Lithuania, and that was the first question, if we are capable of coming there at uh, the, the first place. So when that was done, we were like, it was a awesome environment in Slovenia for basketball, as it is for a long time now with uh, with Luca uh, going its way. But later when we came to the semifinals, that was just a, a great atmosphere, even though the games were very early in the morning. But Luca, today's NBA is starting. Maybe we are just like going back to normal, actually. You know, with yeah. commentating the, the games,
2: this is probably a normality for us. I mean, I'm not looking forward to it. If I'm being <laughs> if I'm being honest, I mean, I I love basketball, I love NBA, I love everything that surrounds it, but God damn, I hate those early early mornings. Really, today Thielen is is broadcasting a game. I mean, calling a game at what 1:30 in the morning, and I'm calling it at 4 a.m. I, I mean, 4 in the morning. And that's like... I mean, all the sleeping hours lost, man. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm 45 years old right now and I'm just breaking the 20s. Yeah. yeah and we're all, I,
3: we're all acting as we were like 45 years old because we actually just had one game that was really early in the Olympics. Yeah. All the others were... I mean, they were early, but it was like six thirty or something, and one. Yeah, but it was summer time. Come on. Yeah, that's true.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say the NBA games are still usually more right in the middle of the night for you guys than you know at least at least Tokyo. Like, I think I think the time difference probably sometimes worked out better than NBA games. Yeah, it did. It did. But
2: I'm just overreacting.
1: No, no, no! <laughs> I, I, like totally, I totally get it.
3: I, I mean, the summer, the summertime didn't help though because we were, um, I think all of all three of us were uh, having our vacations during that Olympic, yeah. uh, Slovenia, yeah. Olymp- Slovenian Olympic run, and me and Tilen actually met for the for the game with France, and yes, you you've been to the Balkans team at least in Slovenia, um, well, in Croatia the internet connection is much worse than in Slovenia I would say <laughs> and we had our share of problems in the first half the second half was better we found the sweet spot uh, so we could watch the game but the, the first half was hectic in uh, every possible way I would say
1: so so when I went over to Slovenia and and when I talked to you guys and and just the story I wrote generally a lot of what I focused on is what it felt like for Slovenia and for the country to have this player, to you know, like I think one of the stories, one of the anecdotes I had in that feature I did was, you know, people would wake up and say, "Did you see what Luca did last night? Did you see this highlight? Did you see this?" Um, does it is is there a different feeling when Luca's playing for the national team Bec- because it is you know other Slovenians because it is the national team that that is that is different than say when Luca was playing in the against the Clippers in the playoffs? Is there is there more focus? maybe for for is there more focus from you guys? does it feel different for you guys who are very passionate basketball fans regardless um and then is it different like maybe maybe for the national team do you see more casual fans drawn in or or not
3: yeah, I would say it's more mainstream, so more people see look the at team actually, actually playing not just seeing the highlights in the morning gotcha um so yeah it's 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 much different because the Slovenian nation is. I would say one of the most successful nations in sport, uh, if you take in, take into the account how much how many people live here, and everything that is connected with the national team is is much much bigger than just an individual individual success like Luca Luca has in in the NBA.
2: Right. Yeah, and I think that it's it's far easier to identify with the national team as it is. With Dallas Mavericks because um, I don't know in Slovenia we have uh, brought uh, we, we broadcast NBA games for what twenty years now so everybody has their own teams uh, and everybody are is rooting for um, their own players but in when when the national team comes together is just all for one and. We have Luca. That's that's a great thing uh, for the future, and I think that we saw how good Luca is on the international scale, uh, scale, international basketball, FIBA rules, and everything. Um, and it's it's just it's just abnormal how he makes all the guys around him better. It's I mean, few of the players kind of. Wanted more playing time as they returned to to the club scene to to their clubs in Europe, and it's just you can see that without without a glue guy, without some genius boy named Luca, it's really really harder to to be at the level that you're expected to be. But Luca, where I mean, Luca was really really um, I don't know out of this world. As we all know, it probably will see a lot of this. in in the upcoming season.
4: And that that was maybe one of the uh, storylines that a lot of uh, journalists from the the United States also picked up that how Dallas should probably or maybe play with Luca, Like the national team did. And they were so successful. uh, And how the coach uh, organized everything around Luca. And now if that can be translated to the NBA, to the Dallas Mavericks, that would make... I guess Luca even better as he was in the previous seasons.
1: I mean, there's a lot of people, maybe jokingly, but it was like, oh, Mike Toby? Is, uh, is he available? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Can yeah. the Mavericks sign yeah, him?
4: That's, that's a great case. That's a great case. Right. You see, the, there were uh, people talking that Mike Toby should go to Dallas. Uh, Mike <laughs> Toby is not such a good player to play regular minutes in the NBA, but Luca right. made everyone so much better than he looks like a legit power forward in the NBA. Right, right, right. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think most of the tweets and calls for that that I saw were were definitely joking. But it, it, it yeah. that's that's your your point exactly right. Like, it, just the fluidity that Slovenia was playing with, and and just the way that Luca made it look so easy. Sometimes when at times last season the Mavericks did make it look hard, and you know there there was no chemistry at times between Kristaps and Luca. Um, for him to go to the national team and for everything to, you know, circle around him so seamlessly and easily, um, I, th- I think that a- after you know just a lot of Mavericks fans saw that and and you know we're like that's that's what we want. How to, how, how can we make that happen? And you know if if uh, yeah, just
4: as as you pointed out, you know, Luca was he looked happy on the court. Yes, mean the teammates yes. and, and the whole staff, and they were like very very connected bunch and that should be translated to the to the Mavericks this season because as you pointed out in the last season we didn't see much of a good chemistry in Dallas. Were you guys seeing yeah,
3: you- chemistry? Chemistry was a big big part Right. not of just the success we had and look ahead look ahead and everyone else but also in the buzz that it created in Slovenia right from the get go from the qualifications and the friendly games before um, I don't know if you heard some anecdotes from, from the team there was a lot of uh, playing cards in the in the hotel because there was not much to do during the time off right um, so we Slovenians when we heard that during the interviews after the games we we had fun with it like they had fun with it and it was great to see
2: yeah it was a lot a lot of poker playing there and yeah. I think the one anecdote if I recall correctly was like the Women, Spanish women's national basketball team, saw our players, our national team playing cards, drinking alcohol, drinking vodka. It, it doesn't matter. And they said like, oh, they're they're breaking the COVID rules. They're breaking their I don't know. They there shouldn't be any alcohol here. And they they kind of insinuated that they want them to to be kicked out of the Olympic tournament. Or I'm overreacting once again. But uh, yeah, it was and that that was the the thing that maybe brought those guys together even more and it was really great seeing them um
3: and funny thing the next game was was Spain right yes yes Yes. it was Spain Spain (laughs) the next day we beat Spain yeah Yeah. like the day before after the match uh like our reporter had a question and they said yeah right now we're going playing cards and then we'll play Spain that's it (laughs)
1: Okay, I wanna I wanna get to previewing the season. I have one one last question about uh, Slovenia and Luca and, and, and the national team. When when it was announced that he was going to participate in the Olympics, um, was that any sort of surprise or what? W- when when did you guys realize Luca's full commitment to the national team? Because I do remember when he was part of EuroBasket when when you when you guys won. Uh, that was the very first time he had ever been involved at any level of the Slovenia national team. If if I if I'm correct. I believe that's correct. And he had also spent most of his teenage years living in Spain at that point, you know, since he was 13. And I I remember, I think we talked a little bit about it. Just, you know, nobody knew how Slovenian he was, I guess almost is is one way to say it. And and certainly I don't mean to, uh, you know, just nobody knew he had been out of the country. He was a kid. He hadn't been uh, involved in any of those ways. So, uh, right now it seemed you know it's very clear now he he loves Slovenia and he has so much love for Slovenia and it sounds like he's gonna be a part of every major tournament that the Slovenian national team takes place or uh, participates in going forwards as long as he's healthy and able to do it. But when when did when when did that become clear? Because I I don't think it was always clear.
4: No, I don't think it was always clear. But when Luca said that he wants to play, we were like. Just get him to play. (laughs) It was more of a question if if Dallas is going to allow him to play or there would be any misunderstandings uh, about that. But when he was clear that he's coming to play, it was more like him saying it more than the, I don't know, Slovenian Basketball Federation saying, Luca's going to play. When he said, I'm going to play, I want to play, then we were... uh, very happy and more relaxed than before when there were those uh, speculations he might play, he might not play. So in the end, everything turned out great. So when when he said it, I think for, for Slovenian fans, it was just a, a great joy and we were just happy to see him on the court with the national team.
1: Yeah, that's cool. I just, I just given, given, yeah. given your time. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, Slovenia's, yeah slovenians um, actually sometimes we like on the national level we sometimes take things for granted and when a, when a player doesn't come like luka was always willing to play when there was an option uh, but when that didn't happen in the past like with ben Udrich, Sasha vujicic at times there were there was a lot of hatred going on against those players so, um, and we just saw I mean, this
1: with, uh, with, with Jokic and, yeah, we, and yeah, Serbia. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a very similar yeah. reaction. So uh, you think it would have been similar to <laughs> the way that Serbia has reacted to Jokic not participating?
0: Yep,
3: I'm not sure if it would be not, like I, that I, I at this point, maybe in the future. But I mean, <laughs> it's hard to tell. Yeah.
4: I don't think it would be on that scale, like in Serbia. Yeah. Uh, but a little bit for sure, a little bit for sure. Because in the past, when he, he played Eurobasket 2017, when we won the gold medal, and after that, he didn't play until the Olympics or qualies for the Olympics. And, and that, in the meantime, there was some... Uh, how should I say tough words from the from the federation, and from Luca's side, there wasn't a quick response. he was more or less quiet, and those were the times when we didn't know if he's really committed to, to playing for the national team, but that's I guess in the past. <laughs> but,
2: yeah,
3: I would say one more thing about Luca, and Luca is a great Slovenian in in many different aspects uh, because <laughs> that's true we we can we can like we can relate to him because. When he was playing his first playoffs, I think he posted that wine bottle flask with Halojan written on it. <laughs> I mean, that's like the most <laughs>
2: Slovenian the most thing Slovenian. to do: drinking halojan and yeah, cheap getting cheap Slovenian, wine. Why, why? Why is, that? <laughs>
1: very, why is very, that?
4: Very basic, very basic and simple, dude. What's yeah. What's
1: the context behind that of of that drink, and why Why is it so Slovenian?
3: Because it was, it was not like some fancy wine. Because we have some great wineries in Slovenia. It was the most basic type of wine you can get in Slovenia, and I'm sure you probably cannot get it in the U.S. And it's just no, like no. it's just <laughs> so mean, so. It's like yeah, yeah. Probably, so
1: that that makes sense. I could go buy Slovenian wine here in America, but it would be the really good stuff. That's why it's being sent yeah. probably, over here. Yeah. So this was just like and a then, very you know like. His, y'all's version of like a Seven Eleven, just like a, like a course, convenience yeah. store exactly, wine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Okay. That, that Very simple
2: wine, very, just mix it up with soda and yeah, that's it. That's gotcha. it. You're, gotcha, you're gotcha. good to go. And it's yeah. like
3: when he comes back to Slovenia, like the first thing in the summer he does, he goes to Croatia, like to have fun by the seaside in the same places that we went when we were kids. And it's mm-hmm. like. I mean, this dude is so cool. Cool. He's 22 years old. He has millions in his bank account, and he goes to Kirk, which is yeah, an island.
2: and, it, and actually, in, he rents the place. He doesn't own it. Yeah, I mean, they, it's, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think that his his entourage like rents the place, and okay, let's go uh, yeah. to some I don't know jet skis. I don't know. Just just oh, I mean, summer fun, uh, yeah. drinking, eating, partying, just yeah. having fun and that's Man, like that. you would you would the, expect from from a guy that owns so many
4: millions uh, and and is on a scale like world-known player you expect something else something uh, out of the ordinary but he comes back and he's just an ordinary person which is sometimes hard to hard to imagine for yeah. a guy like that
3: just so relatable and his instagram stories we cringe at it sometimes because there's like there's music that we listened when we were i don 't know ten years old it's like atomic harmonic it's the most turbo folk <laughs> band we had in my lifetime, and it's just like he's posting it on his instagram, and I'm like, "What are you doing
2: yeah <laughs> yeah we, we cringe sometimes yeah we cringe. We do, we do he he loves
1: he loves to post whenever he's driving you know he's always yeah. he's always in the car, just taking a photo of of whatever music is is on uh so I'm yeah. just like I, I, every time I see that I'm just like Luca, Luca eyes on the road. Eyes on. The, let's focus here. Let's <laughs> yeah. focus. Uh, hey, no, Actually, there was there and was a, there was Luca. a
4: site. There was a site. Uh, one American did the the whole website, and he gathered all the intel. Let's say, let's put it that way of what Luca is listening while driving, and <laughs> he just posted website? like oh the the playlist the playlist of all the songs, and I think it was even which song was. On the radio or on the playlist, the most. So th- that's how much people uh, yeah. follow Luca. That's, that's hey Tim, so funny. do you maybe India. know?
3: Do you maybe know why he stopped posting? Um, what's that Fortnite stories? Was that was that like uh, somebody said that that he shouldn't, or do you know?
1: I, yeah, yeah. I haven't. Because I haven't noticed. It but was I, like I,
3: every day, and then he just stopped one day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think as far as I know, he still plays it. So I, I think I, I'm sure, I'm sure it must be something like that. But, uh, but, but yeah, no, that, I mean, everything about that. I mean, everything we just were talking about, that's, that's just Luca being Luca. Let's, let's yeah. pivot to this, this coming season. And, you know, I guess we can even, even go back briefly. What did you guys think of um, the playoff series? You know, a, a second uh, defeat or first round loss to the Clippers. Um, and, and then just all the changes that happened over that summer, um, you know what uh, changes <laughs>
2: <laughs> i mean
4: <laughs>
3: come I,
4: uh, on. R- roster wise or staff wise <laughs> yeah
0: staff wise staff wise yeah, staff wise
1: yeah. so there was there is there is some staff stuff that happened
0: looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24/7 US-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right courtside seats to an NBA game and more head over to Michelob slash courtside to learn more. Don't forget if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a 1-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1500 first bet offer on your first wager.
1: So, you know, Jason Kitts here now. We got a there's a new GM. Um, what do you guys expect from from Luka from the Mavericks? Do you do you feel like do you feel like uh, you know, there are Higher ceilings that Luca is going to reach, and do you feel like the team around him is going to be good enough to to make sure that he's able to reach those? Mm. <laughs> I'm going first, that's, that's <laughs> very <laughs> maybe maybe the best question
4: is I think that the question we all want to ask is Can Dallas make the next step? Right, and I'm not I'm not personally pretty sure that that can happen. Uh, maybe it depends a little bit who the opponent is I mean the ticket for the playoffs is there as long as you got Luca in the team right but what can they do and they will be dangerous in the playoffs but if they face I don't know the Clippers Lakers and probably some other very very good teams in the West second round is not so uh, so sure they will get it with this team I'm I'm not I like that they uh, replaced Ray Carlisle He's a great coach, but I'm, I think it was due time. And uh, one of the quotes on Twitter I, uh, I saw was that as much as we could see until now from the training camp, the players from Dallas can't wait to show us how much they didn't like playing under Rick Carlisle. Yeah. And I think the chemistry is way better now under Kidd. I'm not completely sold on Jason Kidd as their coach, but... Chemistry-wise, things look way better than they did last seasons, And that's a good start. How it will translate into games, we'll see later. But the, the roster didn't change that much, I guess, in the summer, as we all kind of hoped it will. But Bullock is a great addition. And I think that overall, the team can do the next step, play a little bit with more joy than they did under Carlisle. But the next step in the playoffs is still a big question if you ask me.
1: Yeah, I think those are think- those are fair concerns. Uh what what did with with Luca, I think you know, we saw the way that he wasn't in game shape, admitted he was not in game shape uh to the degree that he wanted to be opening the season. And that was a big struggle for him for you know, the first month, month and a half. I don't think there's any concerns about that this season. He is clearly in shape. He looks great in preseason. And he just, you know, wasn't surprised by the, the season start date, like like ha- as as happened last season, you know, with the, with the way they kind of bumped it up and, and rushed it to get it get the season going by Christmas. Um, so, I, I, you know, a lot of the I when I see the trends that Luca had in the second half of the season, which is like the improved three point shooting, um, I don't really think of it as a trend. I, I think of that as just being the player he is now. And, and I think we continued seeing shot making like that. Um, going ahead, so you know, I, as wild as it is to think about, like Luka's going to be even a little bit better this season. You know, I, I think that's an expectation to have almost, and, and I'm, I'm sure that you guys have have similar feelings.
2: Yeah, I think. I mean, we saw uh, with uh, Goran Dragic uh, the when he played for the national team uh, in in the summer, he came to the club he came to the uh, to Miami Heat ready he was all buffed up he was in great game shape and he had like uh, the MIP season right when he was returning from from uh, the national team, and we expect—I mean, I expect—something similar with Luca because he was playing really tough, really um, monstrous games in the summer. He uh, stayed in shape. He got even better, I think. But um, the last season showed us that—I mean, Luca is a uh, year wiser now. Uh, And he's a year better. Uh, But as we saw the last season, I mean, it's not everything about Luca in Dallas. Of course, it's not. Uh, It starts and ends with him. But I think the key in this season uh, is just unlocking Kristaps Porzingis and kind of pumping him up. And I think that Jason Kidd is maybe the right person to, to do that, but it can go either way. Uh, as we saw in Milwaukee, as we saw uh, um, in Los Angeles, Jason Kidd has like mixed coaching reviews. He's a all-star, he's a Hall of Famer um, when he was playing, but coaching-wise, I'm not so sold. Um, I'm quite skeptic about Jason Kidd and the way he left Milwaukee and what it did to the players with uh, Jabari Parker, with Zaza Pachulia, with uh, all of those guys. And the Christmas uh, anecdote, or, I mean, the Christmas scandal, uh, as you wish. Um, but I think that Luca, he is the most important piece in Dallas, but uh, he can be like... All star, he can be the best, the best shooter, the best scorer, uh, the best passer. He can have all the triple doubles in the world, but if he will not get some help from Kristaps Porzingis uh, and other guys, of course, I think that we are bound to have another first round exit.
4: And considering the coaching staff, we should take into account one significant change, and that is Igor Kokoshko He's now the, the assistant assistant coach to, to kid and he has a great relationship with Luca. He won a European championship with Luca and he can be a wonderful asset when talking about implementing Luca, implementing offense and and, and building around Luca. He knows him very well. Luca trusts him. He likes him as a coach. And that would be, that should be. And I think it will be a great asset for Dallas.
1: Yeah. What what uh, what do the Mavericks need to do differently with Kristaps, or what does Kristaps need to do differently to to fit with Luca and, and your, your guys' perspectives?
4: Maybe stay healthy. That would be a that would be awesome. I mean, point. that would be that would be <laughs> yeah. amazing. Yeah,
2: I yeah. Think, finish um, the season. Maybe box out a little bit. Maybe uh, playing, uh, playing more physically. But they, I mean, Jason Kidd and and Igor Kokoschko, uh have to utilize Kristaps better. I mean, yeah. he's not a floor spacer. I mean, come on, he in uh, in New York he was one of the best, uh, the best big man in the league. He had like all I, I don't know. He played thirty eight minutes there for for a season before he got hurt and then traded to Dallas. Uh, I think we have to see like self. Initiative from Kristaps, but utilizing him more uh, under under uh, the rim. I I, would, I, I just want to see
1: Luca and and KP run pick and rolls that are really effective and that are as dangerous sure. as they should be, given the, the how good those two players are. Like yeah. that seems like a I, simple starting point.
3: That's 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 for sure. But I think also what Luca said, um, confidence is a is a the main thing for Kristaps. We saw a drop of confidence in him in in last season, and the way he I don't know gets gets on the low post and there's a guy ahead, uh, smaller than him, and he doesn't um, he doesn't finish at the rim, but he falls back, right? Shoots a yeah, fadeaway or something post like him that. Up, right? Yeah, just just go ahead, just dunk on him. That was what we saw in New York. We saw he was one of the best blockers, one of the best offensive rebounders. He wasn't scared. Um, Of course, the injury probably took a lot of it, a lot of the the air out of it. But I think he's he's getting back with his confidence and I'm expecting a better season from him. Um, But it's up to the coaching staff, um, Igor, Jason Kidd, of course, to just utilize him.
4: Yeah, I have a, maybe a question. Tim, do you maybe know what's the plan for Dallas about load management for, for Chris Tapps? Because That's- if he plays like, is, gonna, is he going to play like 70, 65, 60 games or he's going to play under 50? Because if you play him only 50, 40 games a season, then you also like lose that yeah. maybe chemistry in the team and connection. That's a great if you only point. play a guy for for half a season, you know.
1: That's a great point, and i I don't actually know the ans- answer off the top of my head what what their plan is. Um, if if it's been said, then then I must have missed it. That that'd be a great thing to ask, and, and and I I definitely will here at some some point soon because I I do expect that they there will be some load management. I do think that you know there will be you know there's going to be multiple games that Kristaps sits out of for rest and. I think that's the right way to approach him. At this point, there is nothing more important than keeping him healthy for the entire season and keep having him healthy when the playoffs come. And while there may be chemistry drawbacks, like like you said, that's a great point. It's it's something to be cautious of and wary of or or at least, you know, uh you know, watch out for, but you know, if 55 or 60 games in the regular season is going to keep him healthy, um or or maybe even more optimistically maybe maybe it's 65 games and you know if if let's say he doesn't miss a single game because of injury i mean definitely something's going to come up even even something minor but if if he were to be available for all 82 games and they decided to play him only 65 and that's what allowed him to reach the end of the season healthy and moving well then you know i th- i think at this point with this player that's a trade-off that the Mavericks really have to to consider and and so you know a lot has been made i'm i'm sure you guys have even you know heard heard plenty about this too but but so much has been made the entire talking point throughout the summer has been christophs is finally entering an off season going through an off season without you know doesn't not having to rehab he's fully healthy he's going to look different he's going to look better and i th- i think i think he will i i really expect him to i i think that i think in a lot of ways that this will be um a a comeback season, I guess, in a way, um, and the, the the big thing hanging over it is, what if he looks great for two months, and then gets injured, and then misses some amount yeah. of time, and that's always going to be hanging that. over it, but yeah. I think he'll look better on the court, at least to start, when healthy.
2: Yeah, I agree, and we saw that some, some flashes of that potential... I think in like a 20 game span in in 20, uh, 2019 uh, 2020 season yeah. season in the bubble he was so good in the bubble Yeah he he had like 25 10 and 2 and right. he was but he was playing center full time but now I think Jason Kidd uh, um uh, Jason Kidd told you media that uh, uh, Dwight Powell will be playing center, and he will be playing power forward. But I think, I mean, Porzingis showed a lot of that potential in two months' span in in the bubble and everything. And I think I'm optimistic about Kristaps. Uh, have to say, but just as I said, Jason Kidd and and Igor Kokoshko uh, have a lot of a lot of work to do. Maybe. Not so in physical si- side of uh, things, but maybe mentally. With with Kristaps and Jason Kidd already told that he has to be a basketball player, and I think that's that's the most important thing with with Kristaps, the yeah. self confidence and everything.
1: <laughs> Moving topics. In I've just got a couple a couple left here. What's the latest with uh, with Goron, and and is like what you know you guys actually might know a little bit more than me or there there may be things reported in slovenia media that um that honestly has more context or, or just stuff that I, I i haven't fully read so i'm curious what you know I, I do know that you know he had to kind of backtrack some comments saying he wanted to be in dallas i think yeah. those were to Slo- yeah. to to a slovenia media uh, yeah. reporter or an outlet and you know he is he is someone who you know is you know always tries to be a team player and had to backtrack and you know, post a bunch of photos of him in Toronto gear, and you know that that apology. <laughs> um, is 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 there any new reporting that that has come through Slovenia, uh, Slovenian media? And uh, do you guys expect that he's going to be a Maverick by the, by the end of the year?
3: I think,
4: I think the, we, all, we all hope that he's going to be a Maverick until the end of the year.
3: Yeah, but nobody but actually if he's gonna knows happen, what's going on.
4: Yeah, um, nobody actually knows. Yeah. There's a lot of speculations. We, I guess, if I should predict anything, I would say that he would start a season as a Maverick, but that didn't turn out that well since Toronto didn't agree to uh, to let him go, and they were seeking, I guess, a trade for him. Yeah. Right. But that trade didn't occur until now, so I think that Toronto, is, which is which is a great position from their part, because they can get something for Goran from Dallas, but I, I think that that should be a three maybe even a four-team trade because it's going to be hard to get Goran straight up to Dallas with
3: a trade. Yeah. Yeah,
4: I mean... Masai but hopefully Ujiri's, they can manage something, you know.
3: Masai Ujiri will, will do the, the best magic. deal he can, I'm, I'm sure. He'll do some magic. So, uh, yeah, I, I expect him to be in a different team by the end of the year, but a lot of it is, um, is riding on the Toronto season. How well are they are they gonna start? Um, I don't think they are a team that is in contention. Um, and th- I think that playoffs are uh, maybe the best way to go for them. Um, and, that's and I optimistic. think, yeah, and that's optimistic. And if they start bad, I think that uh, we'll sure see a trade or a buyout. Yeah, Goran. because the
4: interest, the interest from Goran is there and the interest from from Dallas is I believe also there it's just that Goran was a little bit surprised when he was uh, released by Miami he didn't expect that he wanted to end the career there that's even what he said uh, in Slovenia when we were talking with him and after that when when he was released by Miami we were all like okay Dallas is a viable option let's do that and I think he was even pretty sure that that's going to happen And then when it didn't and he went to Toronto and it was clear that he's going to be a part of the team, he made that, probably we can say, unprofessional comment, which is very not like anything like Goran. He's a great teammate. He's a great guy, uh, conducts professionally all the time. So that came like a great surprise also to us. Uh, But since he has interest to play for Dallas and Dallas has interest in him, if the deal is going to be an option, I think that they will do it right away. What's and it Luca, would be awesome for the Alice, I guess. What's,
1: what's Luca and Goran's relationship like?
3: Oh, it's a, it's I a bromance. think they get along wonderful. It's yeah. a bromance <laughs> for sure. I
2: mean, it's a, it's a big brother, little brother. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> Great. Yeah. Uh.
1: I mean, there's an age difference there and, and, uh, just, a an experience different, uh, difference, um, you know, a generation difference. That you know, I, I don't think they're going to be like best closest friends, right? You know, they they you know around. No, but is... they have
4: great they have great history. They won exactly. the European Championship together. Exactly. They they know each other. Uh, I think that Luca wants to play with Goran in in Dallas, and that would make Dallas another shot creator or mm-hmm. play creator, which Dallas actually lacks outside of Luca and Goran. Also, would. I think Dallas is the best option for him right now because he's like, I don't know, two years, three years left in the NBA. So I think it's a, the best option for, for both sides. And, and yeah, in and both. yeah, there's we- great
3: trust, great trust uh, from Luca to Goran to give him the ball when Luca maybe isn't feeling the best. And I think it would help a lot with the team chemistry if, if Goran would come.
1: Yeah, and, I, I agree.
2: And Boban is here, right? So they're all yeah. great close friends. They're all, we're hanging out in the summer. And I think the, the Balkan trio, the the Serbian-Slovenian trio in, in Dallas would be great. Team Zemano. Team Zemano. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Luca had in, like a big party when, when he signed yeah. with uh, with <laughs> Dallas, when Mark Cuban was here, Dirk Novicki and uh, so on. Uh, was Nico here? Uh, Harrison? Yeah, also, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was. Michael Finley, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And they had like a great party with, uh, with the Croatian folk singer Severina and we were guessing how much money did they spend. <laughs> uh, and it was, it was, I mean, the the, the, the video shots were, were fantastic.
4: Tim, when you come next time to Slovenia, we should go there. Let's yeah, do it. Just I, to celebrate I, the Supermax, you know, yeah, in our yeah. way
1: no way <laughs> I, I am I am all for that I am absolutely good. for that and uh, I'm glad I'm glad that they you know I'm glad the Dallas uh, the, the, the Dallas people the Dallas uh, honorees uh, that, that made their way over there that they were uh, they were properly treated I, I I did see Mark make a comment about how good the Slovenian wine was so clearly was yeah. not drinking yeah. the stuff that Luca was on, no. Uh, no 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 no, <laughs> no yeah, he, sure. was, he, was drinking, he was drinking he was drinking the good not. stuff yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, just going to close out with a couple quick ones. Um, is Luca going to pick up fewer technical fouls than he did last season?
2: Yes.
4: Yep. Yes.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> he did. He did seem like uh, he seems like he's trying. Let me put it that way. It seems like he's really yeah. working on it, and, and he's really trying. So.
3: And I think Jason Kidd is also emphasizing it too. Yes. Does he win do MVP? Not to not to complain. Yeah.
1: Does does the does Luca win MVP? Um, I hope.
2: <laughs> no. Yes.
0: Three different So answers. one
2: hopeful, one skeptic and one the optimistic guy.
0: <laughs>
4: I think he's he's uh, physically very prepared for the season and he made a great Run with the national team, and everything is going his way for now. So, I think he has a better option than last year, when yeah, he was like so. the first pick before the season. I don't know how is with that this year, if he's also the the first pick yeah. or where yeah, he, he stands. He I is. think
1: they need a they need a fast start that shapes the narrative around the season, uh, yeah. as in like the Mavericks are way overachieving. And then even if they don't quite finish as hot, they still need to finish top three, maybe top four. I think. And yeah. then if Luca has, you know, does the stats, does the counting numbers that we expect him to. I, I think that he's absolutely right there with, you know, maybe maybe one of the Eastern Conference uh, players and Harden or Giannis or you know, really really probably between those two. Maybe maybe Duran if he plays enough during the regular season. So mm. yeah. I have him I, I in a predictions piece that that's going this week, I have him finishing runner up. So, I am... Uh, who's your MVP? he's close. Um, Can I guess yeah, who's, who's your MVP? MVP? Can I I'm, guess? I'm forgetting who I put already. Yeah, yeah. Go yeah, ahead. you
2: put Giannis, of course. You did. I think
1: I did put Giannis. I, I've always yeah, thought yeah.
2: that... You see,
1: I thought Giannis could have won it last year. Like, I, I didn't think that... I didn't think that his seasons was so much worse than, you know, the two back-to-back MVPs that he did win. You know, I thought he was pretty much the same guy. And he was... That yeah. was good enough for MVP twice. And... Uh, but but there is and- there is absolutely narratives... And there is voter fatigue that goes into yeah. these things. Yeah. And 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 yeah. So
3: if Giannis really shoots as good as it looks in the preseason, um, then he's gonna yeah, sh- for sure, sure, for sure win MVP. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there.
1: Alright, last quick hitting question. Um, in one sentence or even one word, what's up with Lucas Free Like what what's what's actually happening there for him to miss so often? Too easy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> these are great two words for that <laughs> i'll say in in uh balkan way i'll just say my <laughs> mother of god <laughs> so oh, frustrating great
1: it's got to be it's all mental it's it's obviously got to be a, yeah. a mental thing you know and you know, I guess, I guess God was looking down and being like, I can't, I can't make him too good at basketball. He's got to <laughs> yeah, have one flaw. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't so, have everything, you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, do you guys have any closing thoughts, uh, for this podcast about how, you know, anything to do with Slovenia, with Luca, um, just things you're excited for?
3: I'm excited for maybe next year when the situation gets better, um, that they really come to slovenia and play with our local team his first team um i'm i'm excited for that if that happens i would really like to see that yeah and maybe after the championship i don't know that would be even better
2: <laughs> 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 but i'm reaching a bit here <laughs> yeah it would uh, be quite the victory tour i'm also tour. excited that
1: sorry no oh, that would be quite that would be quite the victory tour so
3: yeah
2: yeah yeah and i'm excited about that also but i'm also excited that tim cato is visiting visiting slovenia and that we we have another run another go at 45 beers and <laughs> kilos and kilos <laughs> of red meat now uh, people's
4: gonna say that we like tim more than luca no and dave <laughs> which, is coming which is too. not which dave is, is not
2: coming not too true. and we're going to the coast yeah we're going to year. the coast dave Dufour, the producer right Yes, uh, yes, yes. Dave's that, coming that with. He, yeah. Okay, so the American combination and three Slovenian I'm gonna guys. I'm going to unmute
0: for this one. I'm going <laughs> to <laughs> unmute for this I'm in. I'm all in. <laughs> Whatever the
2: trip is, I'm all in. How
0: many beers? 45, oh. I think.
1: No. I well, how you want. You, we could top that.
0: Yeah, but that's yeah. per
2: person, right? Yeah, let's <laughs> yeah. go. I'm all okay. in. I'm all okay, in. Now gosh. we're talking. Now we're talking. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, I'm looking forward to to your visit, guys.
1: Well, I I may not actually be your your favorite more than Luca, but uh I'm certainly more available to the media, to podcasters <laughs> like you. Yeah, so yeah. I definitely got that going for me. So uh yeah, so sure. so now, now we sure. even
4: know what Team wants for the next season for <laughs> Luca to be more available.
1: <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. I think I think that would be be fun if he if he just kind of finds his finds his voice finds his voice of like what he wants to be in the media and, and what he wants to say to them and how they want you know how he wants to say things to them to represent himself in a certain way i think that'd be fun but that's that's a later conversation
3: i think i think I'm for afraid, now i'm afraid he found he found his way that is his way i'm um, that's what that's speaking, what i think you
1: know and yeah, just at saying, all costs <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, just saying amazing all the time and yeah. he's great and yeah, uh, it's crazy, it's a dream come true. Okay. Exactly. Because he does it, he so does what? it
1: for Slovenian media too. It's it's not just yeah, it's not of course. just when he gets, you know, he's he's that way with everyone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I
4: for for the end I have a since we're gonna share the podcast, and Slovenian listeners will for sure want to know more about Luca that they don't know already. So Tim, how is Luca in Dallas? Like media wise. Uh, community wise is anything that stands out ways in which he stands out from the others in your perspective I, I
1: think that is one way what we were just saying is that he is he is someone who is incredibly chill and, and incredibly you know just just um he's he's not needy you know he he doesn't he, he doesn't have a lot of uh expectations or he isn't um you know very demanding and I think that players who come here are, even though they see that, they've seen that in him, you know, just interacting with him over the past couple of seasons. But, you know, a new player like Reggie Bullock or Sterling Brown, they definitely are, are still a little surprised at just how casual of a person he is. And, and I think that is a lot of where his media, his, his lack of interest in media and doing interviews and answering questions. I think it does very much stem from that is that Luca, you know, it's is just a very casual guy and you know, he would, he would rather hang out and, you know, uh, on a, on a beach or a boat somewhere, you know, during the off season and then, then come back and, and all he cares about is, is playing hoops because that is, that is, you know, probably his number one thing in life is that he, he just loves playing basketball. So I, I think, I think that's what I, what I most recognize from him. Um, and then you guys know this, but this dude shoots anytime he has a basketball anywhere around practice, from any distance he is always trying to make the the most ridiculous shots in practice before games uh after the whistle um you've you've absolutely seen it you know you've seen viral videos go around and you've seen him do it after the whistle during games let me tell you in practice it's constantly happening you know (laughs) i i forget i forget who said this quote to me um oh you know what it was it was it was jj reddick and 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 jj has something like you know he takes so many of those dumb shots. Like he better make a couple. It's not even that. I mean, he's joking, but he's like, it's not even that impressive. You know, like look at look how, how many of these shots he's taking. So, rest assured, you know, when I when I uh, when I'm allowed to view just a little bit of, of Mavs practice at the very end of it, when when media gets left in uh, let into the building, that's that's just he's always doing it. That's that's exactly who he is, and you know, he's just a he's just a casual guy who. You know, wants wants to make a hundred foot shot, you know, with one hand or, or over his shoulder, and he wants to put up a triple double in the in the in the game that night uh, with a win, and then he wants to go home and play some Fortnite and and you know, <laughs> drink some bad wine. So he is, you know, I, I really I really think that you know, in in a in an impressive way, in a, in a way that is very true to to the person that he, you know, projects like that. That's just really who he is.
2: That's a really nice nice uh, monologue you had there thank you thank you thank you well
4: i i Also tried. a nice description of Luca. yeah yeah yeah
2: <laughs> much good. yes
1: in, in a in a way that uh in a way that he would never but i i am uh i am glad that you guys are more media friendly and media available than uh <laughs> than our uh than than the superstar um and i really appreciate you guys coming on this was this was a lot of fun so the pleasure we were, the
2: was all ours yeah yeah, absolutely thanks
1: for inviting yeah. us thanks everyone for listening
2: uh,
1: and this has been a lot of fun so we'll we'll catch you guys next
2: week
3: don't fight the future please be nice to Luca future four-time MVP oh my god oh it oh!
0: That is a wrap.